Thank you for listening to the program. One of the most uh, shocking things uh, is when he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, would, but the word uh, calling him Satan. And I wanted to say this, not trying to defend Peter, but when you look at the words here, of what he actually was saying, it's maybe not my own self guilty of because of maybe the reputation Peter has <laughs> to say first and then think later. But uh, and he did say this and Peter took him. Well, the verse before I'm in Matthew 16, he said from that time forth, he began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things be killed and raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Now this is months, if not almost like a considerable time before the very end of it all. But look in the next chapter, the uh, transfiguration happens. Six days after he had called Peter Satan. So it wasn't a like... And it says at the end in Luke 19, it says there, they were on their way. I mean, truly, they were on the road to Jerusalem for that to happen, to die. And they still were arguing, it said, about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. And so they, I don't think, had fully accepted it, that he was going to die, because Peter here tries to talk him out of it. And that's why he calls him Satan. But I don't want to waste uh, time. Uh, what I think what it is is for all of us, Lucifer or Peter or Adam and Eve or me and you. And that's whether or not we choose to trust God. Not on some things, but 100%. Because with him, it's like his love. It's 100% or it's not there. It, it's not, he, that's him. He's divine, and that's 100%. <clears throat> so in us, uh, we are either in fellowship with him or not. And Peter began to rebuke him. Peter wasn't born again at this time, and maybe that it helps us somehow. But still, look at the letters in Revelation to the church. Uh, being blind and against God and not know it. Look at what James says to born-again believers and himself born-again is, you're believers, yeah, and you're praying about it, yeah, but in your heart, you're devilish. You, you're, you're operating in the old nature, and that's so easy to do. Uh, it just is, without knowing it's what I'm saying. But if you exercise your senses, your spiritual senses, there's a, what do you call it, litmus test or something? And that's what the Lord's saying. Do you have anything against anybody? If the answer can be a genuine no, then you're in fellowship with him in your heart, in love. And if you have to say what I said for 30 plus years, uh, no, there's this one person or two or not or what or past, present, and future, all this stuff. No, I can't forgive everybody and not have any resentment at all towards anybody. And I've found that even if I thought I might be in that state of mind, 
I knew it wasn't what he was talking about because that root of bitterness was still there. And a few years ago, all because of what he had compassion on me, the Spirit convicted me of what I should have known and did know. I don't know. It's hard to explain that. But you do wake up, and he says that in many places. Wake up. It's high time now to wake up. And here, I'm sure Peter woke up being called Satan. But he says to him, You savor not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. And Peter, when it says he began to rebuke him, when you look at when this happened here, and then it would have happened and kept on, that's within the word began. And it ends with, at the end, to where uh, the Lord said, uh, here in John 18, that's where Peter drew the sword. He was still that same attitude, I'm going to stop it. This is not going to happen. And so he draws the sword, and the Lord said to him, Put up your sword. The cup which my Father has given me, shall I not drink it? And so that's really what's behind when, like in uh, the temptation over here that they didn't see, uh, temptation in the wilderness, when Satan came to tempt Christ himself. That's in Matthew 4. They weren't there, obviously, but you know they knew about it. And and he told them, or, and it's written here. But after Satan tempted him uh, to do what? All it was was just doubt your father. Don't You don't have to do what he said. Eat the, you know, make the rocks into bread. Well, jump off the temple. Or no, just take the knee. Five seconds, just take a knee right before me. I'll give you all the world and all the kingdoms. Can you imagine the insanity of that? Really? Lucifer being a creature? telling the Creator, and he knew who he was. There's no doubt he knew who he was. And when it says, if you be the Son of God, that word is can be and is better translated there, since you are the, the, the Son of God. He knew. How could he not know who he was? He he did. He's He he knew him from, I mean, before, the founda- before mankind existed on the earth, Lucifer knew who Christ was. He was the first creature, the anointed cherub, perfect in all his ways, the shining one, so much so that iniquity was found within him. It doesn't mean, oh, he did something wrong, and then there we go. It said it means what it says. In him, he was the iniquity. And that's why we, as the old man, the old lost person, is dead in sin. They're already condemned. That's like the Lord said, if you believe in me, and you belong to me, then he uh, restore, uh, gives you a new spirit. But for the old, they're already condemned. And even at the best, because they're a creature. That's the condemnation. You're ungodly. Lucifer was like that. But within him was found that, well, I think it had, I've thought about it the best I know how, and it, it would come down to, you could have made me like you. I want to be like you. I am like you. I'm the first creature and all that, but why can't I just be you? That's like Adam and Eve. Why can't we just, or 
the fruit. Know what God knows, then we'll be like God. That's what the serpent tempted her with that idea. He knew it so well. Why? Because it happened to him. Iniquity was found with him, and I think he did that very thing before the father and son when he was the creature, the anointed cherub. and the, But he would, like today, that's what, is, that's what people cannot believe. That's what the Lord said. No one can believe it unless it's given to them. And that is, you look at the father and son, you say, y'all are two persons. Yeah, but we have the same spirit. Well, you would say, yeah, but the son there, and people say that, well, he had to come into being, right? Uh, somewhere down the road, he hadn't always existed. No, he has. That is what I believe. That's what it teaches. That's what he said. He is, I am. That means, <laughs> that it can only mean that he's always existed. So you look at him, looks for looks, and says, you know, to him... Like, he's not a creature? No. He's my son, but he's not a creature. He's always existed. He's, we're two persons, but have the same spirit. And Lucifer would have had to say and know, but I have a different spirit. I'm me. I'm a creation. And he created me. <laughs> the one you say is not a creature, which how could you, as a creature, looking at that, what would you think you would and see that's the curse as it were of being a creature is you're ungodly and you're a little god and to give you that existence that he does cost him his spirit and to give each one their spirit to be a little god but he gave them the power of choice and that's what he died to was that because god always makes the right choice it would but when you give it to a little god he's always going to make the wrong choice and they did and lucifer did adam and eve did everybody does because you are ungodly and so for for lucifer to admit that or for eve or at it's more than a little god wants to do is it, it's like a little child somehow uh in sometimes in a way in that they, at first, oh, there's no problem, but there comes that day they question you. And actually they would say, I think I know more than you. And that's what Peter's doing here. I've already talked too much, I don't know. But where he says here, uh, I'm not going to let it happen. But the words I, I, I wanted to bring out, I've usually, you uh, people, I would think, is he's saying, uh, Look, I'm not going to let this happen. It ain't going to happen. And that's it. I, I forbid you to do this. And the word rebuke, he began to rebuke him. That word means uh, ultimately to, to strictly demand and charge someone. Like Paul's charged Timothy or charged uh, him with responsibility of staying there. The Lord charged Paul with the responsibility to uh to be who he was and do what he did so here um peter is saying he does that in the end this will not happen to you and that's when he draws the sword as a final thing that shows still there he's feeling that way but here when it says be it far from you 
it's kind of like the I think the last program we were talking about gathering all things in together in one uh, and being uh, briefly comprehended what well, was the same word. But here, be it far from you is actually can be translated. Be merciful uh, like Abraham with with God. Well, what if there's just nine? Well, let me say one more thing, Lord, don't you know. Uh, have patience what if there's seven what if there, you know what he went through with that that's how peter's saying be merciful O lord this shouldn't happen to you you of all people be crucified like that have mercy be merciful please to yourself and to us be merciful O god this shouldn't happen that's how it started and then but the rebuke word ends in a stronger way of time it was all said and done he drew the sword and said i've waited till the last second you're not going to stop it this is you're going to let him take you i'm going to step in front of you draw the sword and he meant to cut the guy's head off he cut his ear off because the guy ducked his head i would imagine what happened and here peter is doing the same thing is standing before him in front of him saying uh, i'm not going to let it happen uh and that would have been over uh, more than once i'm i'm confident it would have happened he began to and he talked about it and so a year went by from that point that he didn't say anymore no not peter no i mean or any of them it, it would it's like the little child thing where he took a little child and said unless you're that wasn't one time he went to hundreds of villages and did he not preach the same message yeah would he not have done the same things and used the same examples? Well, yeah. Uh, why not? He would have. I think they would say we we got that. We saw that over and again. And Peter would say, I talked to him more than once, and he wouldn't listen to me. Peter was had another idea is just stay here, rule the world, forgive us of our sins, keep us from dying, and, and let's just put this other stuff on hold of you dying in order to make a way to live in us and see that's like satan saying oh all the world and all the kingdoms i'll give them to you if you'll discourse he was a creature made by the lord himself and so what kind of audacity what kind of insanity is that and so here i'm not trying to criticize peter but i'm just saying he would have been the one to look back and say i can't believe i ever did that but he wasn't born again at this point but even after you are born again like the saying still you can not trust god and that's what's all this is all about and and the lord had made it clear to them i have come to do this and i will do it and i said a time or two ago and i didn't want to be confusing but I said the Lord didn't want to die. No, he did want to die. He came to die. And he wanted to because his father, that's what he wanted. And that's what the Lord wanted because he loves us. And that was the only way to bring life into us was for him to give his life for us. And so what I mean, and you know what, if, I, I probably worry about nothing. But yeah, he wanted uh, uh, to do that with all his heart but did he want to just for the sake of it no not at all no more than anyone else would want to die but if it meant that your loved ones were saved you would jump in front of the people and die gladly wanting to but 
just say, you haven't got anything to do today, you want to die? Well, no, not really. Like a preacher, I'll have to quit here, but he said, I'm not afraid to die. I just don't want it to be today. You know, and that's, he was, had a way with humor. But, but this is far from humorous here when he calls Peter Satan. And really, <clears throat> Lucifer's problem was he questioned God somehow, some way. And so did Eve. Why, why put the fruit up there? The answer would be, it doesn't matter why. You put it up there, you put it up there. All I know is you said don't eat it, I'm not going to eat it. Well, that's how it was at first, but Satan didn't make her, the serpent, he didn't make her do anything. He didn't twist her arm. Far from it. He just kind of encouraged and asked a few questions and uh, helped her go ahead and do what she was thinking of doing anyway. And that's how I think evil works today. Say, well, devil made me do it. No, <laughs> it's like James said to the believers, you have a devilish nature. And you're operating in that right now. That doesn't mean we're not belong to him. We have two spirits, two, the old man, the new man, the old nature, the new nature. And the old man has a nature that can be good and bad within a human relative uh, parameter. But when you're the new creature, no, that's him. And he's 100% divine then, now, and forever. So in us, he's that way. And he told them in John, you know the Spirit of God. He's been with you, but he will be in you. I won't leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And when I live in you, then you will live because I live. He is true life. Like John said, we're life, but not the life that he is. We'll live forever. Everybody will. But nobody had uh, has lived has no beginning only when you become a new creature can that be true and yeah it's a mystery and no it's difficult because Peter himself there again said his last words were listen and read and hear what Paul says because he understands it better than I do so hear him and he did. The Lord chose him out and appeared to him personally multiple times to teach him the simple truth. Like Paul said, you are complete, 100% complete in him. And you need to be able to say, like Paul said, it's me, but it's not me. It's him living in me as me. And the only way that can happen, in my opinion, what he says is that you simply have no unforgiveness towards anyone, no matter what. And I had more than one strong believer, in my opinion, say, well, that seems impossible. And I was one of those two. I said it for a long time. And he came to me and woke me up in my heart and said, like James says, you're called, you know, one of us is wrong, either you or me, and that's where you, but, and that's really kind of Peter, you know, at the end, he would have said, I couldn't have been more wrong to stand before him and say, I'm not going to let this happen and try to talk him into not doing it. 
and even pulling the sword and cutting the guy's ear. I'm sure after the, on down the road, he would have said that was probably one of the most foolish things I ever did. And what he said to him here, he probably said, that's one of the most foolish things I ever said. I have said and, and, and done those kinds of things as a believer, and it's frightening. And that's what this brings out to me. That's why this is here. Happened 2,000 years ago. But it's here to me to show us trust God in whatever he that you know he says. And there's enough right here in Scripture for that. And I'm not talking about personal visions and not that those don't happen. But there's enough right here, right here, that what he says, I'll do this if you'll do that and believe. And so... That's what this bottom line here is. If any man will come after me, you must crucify yourself. You cannot save your own life, your own self, and hold out on me. And, well, you know, I, I don't know about having a heart that somebody can do anything to me, and I have to forgive them. I used to think, well, I don't know. I can't do that. That's not even fair. But I knew he said to do that, and he means to do it. And when that day came a few years ago when he convicted me and that actually happened to me, I was the first, I, I immediately said out loud to myself, I haven't felt like this since I was first saved. It was still me, but it wasn't that me that had unforgiveness. There, that's two different spirits. And, and it's not just the human being good or bad. It's way more than that. It's him living in us, whether we choose to be right with him or not. And we are complete in him when we know him. That's why Paul said, that's all I want is just to know him. But kind of like Peter cried out, be merciful to me, O Lord, to us. And he didn't have the best of attitudes here or ideas but that still is a cry it oh i was going to say it comes from a an old uh, uh a saying in hebrew god be merciful god have mercy i think is what it was god have mercy and that's been how many times that god have mercy well that's what peter's saying god have mercy lord have mercy please this shouldn't even happen to you I don't understand. And so for us as believers in a kind of a way, the same thing is crucify ourselves, die to ourselves, and, 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 and have the love that he has to where you're completely vulnerable to, to uh, evil and all that. And, and like he was, look what happened. That's what he's saying, yes. I'm the example. You have to do that. Not the new creature dies, but the old dies he was made sin for that reason that he could live in us and really they were not understanding the profound importance of the promise of the spirit when messiah comes he will put his spirit into you if you think about that what else would matter but all of a sudden it seemed to be that everything but that mattered so to us today it's a to me anyway a really strong warning and that's my only excuse for going over time here, and I apologize for that. But thank you for listening to the program.